With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And we're live. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to another episode of the Steelers Post Game Show. We apologize for the late uh start of the show but we had some technical difficulties with our uh third party streaming service we're glad to be here finally got through joining me as always to talk about this 20 to 13 Steelers win week 13 over the Cleveland Browns is my boy Lance Williams who's rocking the mask everybody what's going on Lance the mask is back baby we apologize for StreamYard. They have tryptophan sickness as well. Uh, technical tryptophan. They were uh, on their slow to get started game. But as you see, it's been a successful weekend for my teams. My Cal Bears, you know it. You know the story. Tell the whole darn world this is bear territory. They beat UCLA and your Pittsburgh Steelers get their revenge. Uh, well, this is not a Pac-12 show, so let's stop with that nonsense. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I would say do the unthinkable. And it's not just beat the Browns. It's it's how they beat the Browns. It's with an offense led by Devlin Hodges, no Marquise Pouncey, no Juju Smith-Schuster, no James Conner. Players are making big plays in so many different ways. You have... Uh, James Washington, I think, has stepped up in a huge way the last few weeks. Devlin Hodges said in his post-game press conference today that it's because of their unbelievable relationship off the field doing what? Duck hunting. That is legitimately duck hunting. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) That is serious. He said that every off day they go duck hunting. He and Washington and a couple other guys, and that's kind of what they, you know, that's how they've created a bond. Washington's making some phenomenal plays, and we'll put it that way. And so the Steelers 
find a way to score 20 points. And none of them uh, were defensive points. And the Steelers defense for the first time in a long time got to play football with a two, two score lead. Lance, I'd like to know what your knee jerk reactions were to this game as the Steelers moved to seven and five. Man, not, I'm going to I'm going to echo Coach Tomlin in his post-conference because, you know, I'm listening to those now, Jeff, you know, you know, trying to be a true <laughs> journalist here. I'm just going to not get not to get too analytical into it. This was just a really good win. And that's sort of what Tomlin said in his press conference, that this was just a really good win. AFC North football. And this is just a gritty win where you're winning in all phases. This was just a tough AFC North gritty physical win and this is the t this is how they're going to have to win games moving forward where they're going to have to minimize mistakes they got to get the penalties down they got to minimize mistakes and they're going to have to grit these games out and really win you know on their defense and put their defense in some position to close these games out and win games great afc north win they stay in playoff contention i think they eliminate the browns from playoff contention it can't get any better than that Absolutely. So when they moved to seven and five, and they being the Steelers, they knocked the Browns to five and seven, and they've got a tough uh, road to hoe as well as they finish out. But for the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point in time, they're seven and five. They are currently in that sixth seed, no matter what happens with the Raiders and the Chiefs that are playing right now, or the Chargers and the Broncos. They have that sixth spot as they now prepare for week 14 against a, a trip to the desert to play the Arizona Cardinals. And we'll talk about that a lot this week, but let's talk about this game. Lance, I want to know who were your, let's talk about who you thought might've been on the wrong side of the ledger in terms of losers for this game. Cause I think some of the winners will be obvious. I mentioned James Washington, but who was, was there anyone on that particularly stood out as man? They just didn't play that well. I'm thinking of Vance McDonald, a couple of false start penalties, uh, Matt Filer, a couple of first down penalties, uh, a couple of curious play calls, I think, by Randy Feetner late in the game. Uh, I'm also going to hit Deontay Johnson by not staying in bounds. Uh, but I don't want to be too hard. They won the game, but those are some of the guys that really jumped out to me. Deontay Johnson's boneheaded play at the end of the game, I think, was really bad. You you just have to know the situation. You have to stay in bounds. You've got to get 30 seconds off the clock. Randy Feetner, the pass play late in the game, hand the ball off, get another 30 seconds there. You know, I think those are just inexcusable. Luckily for the Steelers, they won the game. Vance McDonald's false starts were pretty bad. He made up for it with a big third down catch. Um, but, you know, those were some of the plays that they have to eliminate out of their DNA with a guy like Doug Hodges playing quarterback. you got to play cleaner football. But, hey, what do we always say, Jeff? Win incorrect. Absolutely. And, you know, unlike last week's Week 12 win over the Bengals where you're kind of like, boy, this was ugly. I didn't think this was an ugly win. I thought the Steelers, although they had a, a rough start on offense, Randy Feetner is a glaring loser for me, and he's always been a loser for probably about the past 10 weeks. But for me, I looked at this game and said, you know what? The Pittsburgh Steelers, this is who they are. And if they can put up 20 points a week, they're going to win a lot of games. Now, Lance, you have the numbers, right? Since Minka Fitzpatrick was acquired, how many? Well, what are they putting up in terms of points per game? So we're going to classify, I, I think, this defense pre-Minka, post-Minka. Uh, unfortunately, there's it's PM, PM, so we have to say pre or post-Minka. 
Uh, Pre-Minka, they gave up 30 and a half points per game. Post-Minka, they're giving up 16.4. That is a 15, we're just going to say a 15-point difference. Two touchdown difference since Minka Fitzpatrick has been on his football team. And to Jeff's point, 20 minus 16 is four. You do the math. If this defense could continue to play games like this and continue to turn the ball over and get sacks, that's the recipe for them to win. Don't kill us, as Mike Tomlin again said in the post-game presser. Did he, yes, and Devlin Hodges, you know, there's a miscommunication with Deontay Johnson on the interception. I was wondering why they were throwing the ball in the first place, but you mentioned earlier. And for me, what about what about Benny Snell? Benny No Jets has is, is he starting to create his own niche within the Steelers offense? You know, and I apologize. I want to apologize for Benny No Jets. He's going to keep the nickname until he gets a little more lateral quickness. <laughs> but you know, me being you know a forty-nine-year-old guy from the North Side, one five two one two one five two three three, being rooted in Steeler football, growing up during the curtain, I should be able to appreciate Beanie Snell uh, type running backs a little bit better. And I'm gonna go out and say this, Jeff. I'm gonna go a little hyperbole. I think the best run of this season was the first down run that Beanie Snell had uh, when the Steelers, I believe, had the ball on a two-yard line to get a first down. That's the best run that the Steelers have had this year. You don't get that run. This game could turn out differently. Well, it was at the like, half-yard line because, remember, Filer yes. had a false start. Yes. And they pumped it back even more, which that was a blown call, by the way, by the officials. There's some questionable calls in this game by the officiating crew. One of them was how I feel like that should have been a touchback and not down at the one-yard line. But you know what? Benny Snell, that was a beautiful run. You saw a little bit of nasty out of David DeCastro. I tweeted that after the game. I said, you're starting to see nasty David DeCastro back. That's a good thing for the Steelers running game, and he was paving the way. Vodka Drinker puts $5 in the tip jar. He said, let's give Finney a good round of applause and a replacement role after for Marquise Pouncey's two-game suspension. Pouncey will be back with the team next week as they go out to the desert to play the Cardinals. But, hey, Finney is kind of like – I listened to some pregame, um, the Steelers Nation radio, and Dale Lawley said that Finney is the Chris Hoke of – this current team, a great backup who can come in and, and win. I think Chris Hokey said as an eight had an eighteen and one record as a starter. When yeah, Casey they went Hampton, fifteen and one. Yeah, yeah. When they Casey went Hampton, and one that year, when Casey Hampton went down with an ACL tear, he came in and played well. So kudos to um, to BJ Finney. But Mike Tomlin put it well when they asked him about it in his press conference. He said, "Look, Finney's been here a long time. We know how valuable he is." Uh, we have full faith in him to be able to get the job done. There's a lot of people, myself included, that feel that B.J. Finney might be a better run blocker than Marquise Pouncey is. So kudos to him. And that's um, why he got the contract. He got a contract extension a couple of years ago, right? Well, they, they gave him a pretty high tender, and we'll put yeah, it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, they gave him some money. Um, let's see here. Sean Manahan puts $2 in the tip jar and says, why aren't refs held accountable? Um, I would like to know an explanation as to why Baker Mayfield, I'm sorry, Bud Dupree's hit on Baker Mayfield in the fourth quarter was flagged as um, unnecessary roughness or roughing the pass or however you want to call it. Because Lance, you and I both talked as we were waiting for these technical difficulties to um, kind of fix themselves. I didn't see anything egregious. You agree or disagree? Man, it looked like football to me. 
Last time and I checked, he had just he had just delivered the pass. But you know what that was, Jeff. That that was the history that happened a couple of weeks ago. And so I, I think the but at that point the game was late in the game. The game had been pretty clean. You know, I think that was a quick trigger. Well, you mean. flag that in the first quarter, and I understand it. You flag it in the fourth when you're only up by a touchdown and they have a chance to drive and tie the game. Totally disagree with that. But anyways, Darren Dalton puts $2 in the tip jar and says, new shirt idea, Steelers started it and finished it. Um, I actually reached out to our t-shirt company and said, we should have a Pittsburgh finished it shirt. That would play really well in the next 48 hours. Let's see what we can get done. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Lance, you have the game book up, right? Yeah, I do. All right. I do. I do have the game book up. Throw some numbers our way. It, 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 we're going to, uh, you brought up Beanie Snell Jr. I should say Benny Snell Jr. Call him Beanie, unfortunately. Uh, Snell Jr., 16 carries, 63 yards. Again, Benny Snell was the leading rusher for the Pittsburgh Steelers with an average of 3.9, a long run of 14, and one touchdown. Benny Snell Jr. Maybe I can stop saying, no Jets. Not yet, but <laughs> again, uh, Benny Snell. Solid game. I yeah I, I I'm starting to it, yeah, to me, I'm starting to see the Pittsburgh Steelers backfield once James Connor's healthy, and there are people that want James Connor gone, and that's just stupid because he went healthy, and I, I don't think he is the every down back that some people expected him to be. But when he's healthy, you know, it's one of those situations where if you could have Connor as your primary. Snell to come in and spell him more often almost by running back by committee. And Jalen Samuels is a good third down back. He's that Mowelty Moore type, whereas Brian Anthony Davis said on the other night, the Veron Haynes type. So you like the way this is going to shape up for the Steelers once James Conner returns? I do. And and I think when you have a quarterback, Devlin Duck Hodges, we all love Duck, Ducky Ducky Quack Quack. We love Duck. He's a young guy, man. He needs as many offensive weapons as possible, period. Anytime you can get a starter back on offense or any good offensive player back to support him, you need that person back. It's all hands on deck when you have an undrafted rookie playing quarterback for you. So if he comes back, it's a great look for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hopefully Juju comes back as well. The more healthy bodies that they can get back on offense, it's a good thing. Can we just stop for a minute and just think about what you just said with a third string quarterback, this team is winning football games. They are in playoff position heading into week 14, seven and five. At one time they were zero and three, one and four, a tremendous, tremendous effort by so many people from coaches down to the team. This team really feels like a cohesive group. My wife asked me today during the game, she's do the players seem to like Devlin Hodges? And I said, well, yeah, but, they like Mason Rudolph too. I, I think they all like each other. I think then you got rid of Mr. Third and Fifth and Butt Naked and robbed. They're a really cohesive group, a really good team. And I say that intentionally. Let so me I ask you a question to... before I give you another number in a game book. Sure. As an aside, if the Steelers make the playoffs, should Mike Tomlin be coach of the year? Now, people like yourself downplayed the how tremendous this coaching effort is because he's won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl with a lights-out defense, a pretty loaded offense, a franchise quarterback. He's winning with a, a pretty legitimate defense. I'm keep that in mind. 
but an offense that has just been decimated. I would say that this season is every bit as impressive to me as that Super Bowl season, except they're going to have to do some damage in the playoffs. So yes, if they make the playoffs, awesome. I think he should be in consideration. I don't think he would ever win it. He might get a couple votes, but you look at the logistics and not, not a lot of people know about this Lance because no one's talking about the Steelers unless there's a big splash, like the miles Garrett Mason Rudolph fiasco or anything like that. No one's talking about Pittsburgh. They're a middle of the road team. They're seven and five. They might talk about them a little bit now, but if they can continue on this path, keep winning football games, they're now back in the stacking wins department with two in a row. Don't you think he has to get some consideration? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, listeners, if you've listened to our show, you know Jeff is joy, I'm pain. But see, we're going to morph hater, right now. H- and hater I'm, and Homer. Hater and Homer. Hater and Homer. Uh, so I'm going to be joy with this particular take if mike tomlin gets this team to the playoffs he should be coach of the year flat out you you start three different quarterbacks and you make the playoffs you should get coach of the year flat out it just does not happen often and 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 dare i say and i know you there's some stat guys some stat geeks out here on the live chat i don't think that would have ever been done in the national football league history where you start three different quarterbacks and you make the playoffs I mean, I'm used to Elias pulling it up. Elias will have it if the Steelers indeed uh, qualify for the playoffs. Elias will pull it up. But I, I'd riddle me this. It, 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 if it's happened, it's only been once or twice. I mean, it's something that does not happen. I mean, you are starting an undrafted quarterback. I mean, our undrafted rookie quarterback has won, what is it, three games this year? Well, he's won two starts at Los Angeles against the Chargers then this week, and then he came in relief, and he won the game technically. Yeah, he won the game against the Bengals because they were trailing and they had to come back. So you could notch three wins to his record. I mean, that alone, I mean, you get three wins from an undrafted rookie, and you go to the playoffs – I mean, I mean, look, that 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 should be coach of the year. I don't think that will stop the criticism of Mike Tomlin by Steeler fans, but I think that would be deserving of coach of the year. Let me give you another another set of numbers, Jeff. Uh, James Washington, four targets, four receptions, 111 yards. Look at this, Jeff. He averaged 27.8 yards per catch with a long of 44 and a touchdown. The young man is starting to feel himself and he's starting to play some quality football. Yeah, it's you do you get the feeling and maybe this is just me, I'm not sure that they just weren't throwing him the ball. You just got to give him a chance. The guy he's he's making some phenomenal plays. Um your thoughts on that? I mean, that he's just getting some targets compared to very minimal. You know, he's still not getting a lot of targets either. I I, I just think he he's just he's finding himself. I mean, sometimes it takes guys a little bit longer i think we're spoiled 
because the wide receiver position is a position where we've seen guys come in the league and make quick splashes and be dominant guys very early. You know, maybe it took him just a little bit of time and it took a little bit of trust that had to be developed between Ben Roethlisberger and him, as well as the coaching staff and the organization with him. But I think now, uh, if anything, out of this year, even if the Steelers don't make the playoffs or all that, some answers are being – some questions are being answered. Like, is he a solid number two wide receiver? I think that question has been answered. Bingo. Yes, absolutely, indeed, he could be a number two guy. I think the question of do the Steelers have a quality backup quarterback is being answered. So even if the Steelers don't make it, some answers, some questions are being answered. But, yes, I think it's just a case of him getting more opportunities and him being more uh, comfortable as a professional. But he's flat-out balling right now, and he is the go-to guy in the passing game. You know, someone that we both trust a lot, we've had him on the show before, and that's Jim Wexel of SteelCityInsider.com. He tweeted out during the game that he was happy to see Washington start seeing some success based on how great he's been practicing. He said that especially in the red zone, he's been a monster in practice, and so he was glad to see him start to take that from the practice field to the game field. But before we get to any more numbers, I want to get some live Super Chats out here. Crazy Chris. Puts a dollar ninety nine in the tip jar and says those Baker Mayfield commercials at the end were so funny after the loss. They are funny commercials. I hate to say that, but uh, there you go. Um, Sean Manahan puts two dollars in the tip jar. He says false start on Duck Hodges. That was the first time I've ever seen that. Um, without he didn't move. There was no hard. You know, hands are moving or heads moving. I don't know what that was, Lance. Maybe you can uh, help. I don't know. That that that's a bad call. I mean, that, that's just that that's just a bad call. That was that was terrible. Yes, that was very terrible. So, uh, all right, as I'm getting caught up here in the live chat, Lance, why don't you go to the next number? Let me give you another number, five. The number five. Five sacks in this game. The Steelers got one sack against Cleveland a couple of weeks ago. They got that number to five. They had five sacks. They had six tackles for loss, seven quarterback hits. They get a nut, they get a turnover in the game, and it looks like this defense is back to hunting. And it looks like Bud Dupree and TJ Watt are their normal selves. They just keep getting it done week in and week out. And I think this defense again is proving to itself is proving to fans and to itself and to the organization that it's for real. It's the truth. The defense was humming, and it's <laughs> Bud Dupree. Can you seriously, Lance, think about this? Can you think of a team or a unit or a pass-rushing duo that's better than Watt and Dupree right now in the National Football League? Not right now, and I'd have to check some numbers, but the only duo I, I come to think of is Ingram and Bosa up in San Diego. But right now – um, or L.A., excuse me. You know, we got to get that wrong consistently. Man, it's always going to be San Diego to me. I'm of the age where it's never going to be L.A. <laughs> uh, but, you know um, – you know, Stud and TJ, you know, that's a traveling show. You know, let me give them the Bud Dupree's numbers. Four tackles, uh, two assisted, uh, six combined, a sack and a half, two quarterback hits, a forced fumble, a pass defense. Stud is playing for his money, Jeff. And, uh, you know, maybe we should do a stat uh, pre-stud, uh, you know, uh, pre-stud uh, and post uh, or dud and and, and stud like <laughs> some, some stats of, of like, an, like when, an alter ego on this. Yeah, like when did he become stud? What game did he become stud? Um, I think I he had a good game early on. It might have been 
might have been week three on Monday Night Football, and I said if he has another one of those, I'll give him the I'll get rid of Dud and call him Stud. And he did. He has eight and a half sacks now, I believe, on the year. It's a career high for him. TJ Watt, what did he have? One and a half or just one? He just had one. I think TJ has like thirteen, maybe. Yes, thirteen or thirteen and a half. And so, man. That, that they're going to get double digits. And then you have Cam Hayward, who he registered at least a half a sack today. Right? Look at the game, but Cam Hayward had three tackles, three assisted. He had six tackles. He had a half sack. He had a tackle for loss, and he had a quarterback hit, and he had that big fumble recovery. Hargrave is eating. A, he Hargrave, to me, impressed me the most in the second half. He Baker Mayfield had nowhere to go because he had, couldn't step up into the pocket because Hargrave was – basically putting up shop in the backfield. And then the, the the two tandem on the outside were just crashing down. Let me give you his numbers. He had three tackles, three assisted, six combined tackles. He had a sack. He had a tackle for loss, and he had a quarterback hit. And let me ask you this, Jeff. I mean, we've talked about it several times. The Steelers got some work to do in the offseason. I, I, it feels like they're going to have to franchise stud, and they're going to have to sign Hargrave to a contract. They have some duos on this team that you have to keep together. You've got to keep the Grave Digger and Cam Hayward together. You've got to get TJ and Stud together. And you got to keep uh and TJ and Stud. Those like those are the two. You got to keep those guys together. And uh you know, this defense right now, I mean, it's humming, it's young, it's talented. You got to keep these guys together. They got to open that checkbook. They're going to have to. Thankfully, Mr. Third and Fifth's money is off the books next year, and they should have a little bit more space than they normally do. Uh, a couple super chats here, Lance, before you get to your next stat. Snowman puts $5 in the tip jar, says, what's with the non-call on the Duck Hodges hit in the fourth quarter? I think he's talking about the play where he threw the ball away, where he could have just literally taken a knee and killed the clock, but he didn't do that. Um, did you think that was egregious enough to warrant a flag? Uh, no, I think that would have been a bad call, just like the uh, the call on Baker Mayfield was. I mean, some of this is football, man. I think, you know, guys expose themselves and guys take hits. I mean, that I mean, that's what happens in football. I thought so. I thought that would have been a bad call had they called that. OK, nine ninety nine in the tip jar from Grayson. He says a win's a win, but he's like Lance. He's a hater. The D got picked on a bit. The offensive coordinator is still terrible. Offensive woes remain. You can't win games like this on the road in the playoffs. I've always been of the ilk that defense can travel. Absolutely. And if this defense can continue to play the way that they are, that they can win anywhere. Now, you could talk about specific matchups, like if they had to go to Kansas City or if they had to go to Houston, blah, blah, blah. We were not going to talk about that right now. But Lance, your thoughts on this Grayson's hater comments, which are right up your alley. This is right in your wheelhouse. Hey, Homer. Hashtag Homer. <laughs> <laughs> Never disrespect the super chatters. Grayson, you are absolutely right. But you do touch on some points, Grayson, I think. And I was chatting back and forth on Twitter with uh, Carter Critiques, our friend Chris Carter. The run fits were pretty bad, I thought, in the first half. And, and Mike Tomlin spoke to it. That's one of the things that they said that they talked about with the third quarter adjustments, their adjustments post-halftime, was that uh, they wanted to get the run fits right. Um, and I thought the run fits were a little bit inconsistent, and they were getting gouged. I think in the game, if I'm looking at the game book, Kareem Hunt was had seven carries for 46 yards. And in the game, um, Cleveland ran it. 24 times for 106 yards for 4.4 yards per carry. I, I think, think that's, some, in, that's inflated. They, they had a lot of those yards at the end of the first half. 
Like, that yeah. was in the first half, but I, but I thought they had to get some of that adjusted. And I think when the Steelers are getting gouged a little bit in the run game, it's alignment. It's not personnel. It, it, it's, it's how they are aligning their front. And sometimes the way they align it, they can get walled off and make it easy for linemen to get to the second level on linebackers. So I think they can clean that up, Grayson. Um, that wouldn't be an issue. Let me jump into a couple of numbers here, Jeff. I had to move up a little bit on my game book here. Um the Browns were 4 of 12 on third down, as opposed to the Steelers, who were 4 of 10 for 40%. They held the Browns at 33% on third down. Here's another big stat here, is that the Browns only averaged 4.4 yards per, per play. That's outstanding. And the Steelers, opposite in turn, averaged 6.0 yards per play or 6 yards per play. Those are big stats. I think to hold a team as talented offensively, with their personnel as Cleveland to 4.4 yards per play, you know, I think that was outstanding by this defense. You look at the offensive percentage that you just talked about, and I'm going to kind of spin this towards the offense. It's just what I do. Um, this offense is becoming, it, it's such, like I've said it before, it's such a delicate group. Pre-snap penalties are killers. Tackles for losses are killers. Um, stuff like that, they just, they're just not handled equipped so much but it looked like with devlin hodge as a quarterback they might be a little bit more equipped to handle some of those negative plays but they're becoming a team that the players have to step up and make the play when it presents themselves more so than in the past you think about when mr third and fifth and butt naked and rod were still on the team and it, you could almost feel like okay if, if there was a drop that's okay they're going to make up for it this team, this offense does not have that right now. Probably doesn't have that this year, even when Juju Smith-Schuster returns to the lineup. You saw some tremendous catches in tremendous spots by some really key players like Tevin Jones's catch was huge down the middle. And Greedy Williams hits him early from behind. He still hauls it in. Those are the type of plays you have to make. Um, Superman had one catch, uh, Deion Kane, and he made that play. He got the first down, moved the chains. Nick Vanette made that one play on that rollout that got him inside the 10-yard line. Benny Snell is making plays when, it, when he's presented. This is what this offense is. It doesn't have to be perfect, but when these plays, James Washington making those, the big catch down the sideline with a free play, the other touchdown reception, these are the plays they have to make. And when Deontay Johnson displays that brain fart, where whatever he saw and Devlin Hodges saw differently turned into what was it, Lance? At least the 18th game in a row that the Pittsburgh 19th. If you go back and shell double check, it 19. was 19. So 19 straight games the Steelers have turned it over. You know what the funny thing was? I was just thinking before that play, I think the streak might end. Because I'm thinking they're gonna run the ball. They're gonna run the ball. You hold on to the football, you punt the ball away, play to your strengths, is what you talked about a bunch. And there you go. The streak continues. Now that play didn't hurt them because of the defense and Hargrave sack, but man, I, this offense is 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 trending. I, I think at least right now they're trending in the right direction. Let me give you a number to support what you're talking about, and then I'll give you my last number. Steelers had ten penalties in this game for sixty-five yards. And to your point, they've got to just really try to focus on playing really clean football because the offense cannot. The offense is very delicate to use the term that you used. 65 penalty yards, that, that that just hurts this offense. Any penalty yards, not playing clean football. Now, some of those penalty yards are defensive penalty yards, obviously, but 
you know, 10 penalties in a game, they've got to clean this up. But let me give you my last stat here. Average game per pass play, which includes uh, the number of thrown passing. The Browns, 4.4. The Steelers, 9.0. You're averaging, if, if, if you're at, uh, at 9.0 in that stat, you're going to win football games. And, and that's a good number to look like, to, excuse me, to look at if you want to see some light at the end of the tunnel, as Jeff is speaking about with this offense, that this offense that is trending up. I think they found a formula. And I asked you, Jeff, a couple of shows ago, have they found a formula on offense? Start establishing the run, not turning over the football, and just making some plays on third down as you can get it, some safe throws, some conservative stuff. But really, this offense being geared to trying to possess the ball, trying to not turn it over, and kind of be aggressively conservative. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Is that their identity on offense? It has to be. It has to be. You know, and they were fortunate enough to get a lead today. And once they got the lead, once they got the two-score lead, you kind of got the feeling that the defense is going to be able to pin their ears back because the Browns are going to have to throw it to get back in it. Um, my question for you is, Lance, this is something that Dave Schofield brought up on Twitter as well as in a um, a group text during the game. And that is, if it weren't for the two-minute the two minute drill at the end of the first half where Devlin Hodges came out and just was throwing the ball, are the Steelers winning this football game? No, they're not. They're not going to win. The, they're not going to win the game. Absolutely not. Because that drive, yeah, they, they, that drive changed the whole momentum. And you're right, to the point of trust. They were kind of look. I mean, I mean, look. We we saw the post game press conference a couple of days, or or the Tuesday press conference from a couple of days ago when the head coach said, "Look, just don't kill us." And you know, I, I've always poo pooed press conferences because I'm like, whatever, man. Them guys are just talking. I've never tried. I've never saw the importance of press conferences really until this year. You can really glean themes of how a coach is really thinking and, and what they're kind of going to do. Mike Tomlin put the edict out early in the week, man. We just don't want this guy to kill us. So he's sending a flat-out message to the coaching staff, we're going to be conservative. We're going to play to this defense, which I don't think is a mistake. But to your point, Jeff, there is nuance in how you can do that. And I think our struggle with Randy Feetner is finding the nuance and how to play hashtag aggressively conservative. Well, you know, we saw another tremendous second and 12 draw play, which really got me excited. Um, I think it was a no gain play. It's it ridiculous. But it, the thing is, as Devlin Hodges said in his post-game press conference, I was able to hear some of his comments as we were waiting for StreamYard to get their act together. And he said it was that sequence of plays that got him comfortable. So... If you're Randy Feetner and your quarterback is telling you, look, I, I have to throw the ball some to get into a rhythm, to get comfortable, then why in the world are you, A, not asking that question and knowing that answer, 
or B, doing it. I, that's what I don't get. Randy Feeder is a giant loser on for this game <laughs> for me. Biggest loser of all goes to Randy Feeder, and I'm not one. Lance, you know this. We've been doing this a long time. I am not one to throw a coordinator under the bus unless I feel it's necessary. And I feel it's necessary. I just don't think that I don't think he has a good grasp on how to manipulate this offense without Ben Roethlisberger. And that's a problem. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. I think that's I think the best description of it is that he's the coordinator for Ben Roethlisberger slash the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. He's the coordinator because of Ben Roethlisberger's vouch. And this is no knock to Ben. You want your guy. You want the coordinator that understands how you think because the thought is this is pretty much your offense and how you want to run it. So you want a guy that knows what you're comfortable with, that can get you into a rhythm. But to his credit, or not to his credit, just to defend Randy Feetner, just a wee bit, just a wee bit, He's working with some with some really inexperienced young players. However, at this point in time, and Tomlin kind of talked about it in his postgame press conference, they they should know Devlin Hodges a little bit better now. Give him some hashtag 2 a.m. throws <laughs> to get him into rhythm. He yeah. needs some 2 a.m. He needs some 2 a.m. just take it plays to get into rhythm, to get his juices flowing. Because you saw Duck play completely different in the second half once he had established some rhythm and some confidence. One improvement that Duck's going to have to be coached up is stepping up into the pocket instead of escaping right comfortably because he he's killing some time that he has in the pocket if he would just slide and or step up and not try to escape to his right. Teams are going to see that, and they're going to force him to step up, and that's going to have to be an evolution of this game. Absolutely agree 100%, especially about the pocket presence, which it's going to be an issue for young quarterbacks in general. We saw it with Mason Rudolph. We're seeing it with Devlin Hodges. But Devlin Hodges, the difference is he has athleticism to run the football. He scrambled for a first down, um, had another designed run later in the game. We have a couple super chats, or at least one to get to. Tristan puts $2 in the tip jar. Says the Steelers beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Just watch Lance. If that were to happen, what would you do? I would call my brother, who's a Patriot fan. I would keep, I would put it on speaker and just rip him for an hour consecutively. <laughs> I would say every epithet known to man possible and rip him to shreds. Well, That's what I would do. You got to do what you got to do. All right. So Jesse George puts a dollar 99 in the tip jar and says, Lance has to pick against us the rest of the year. Well, let I me will do this. Let me do this. He, he'll do that on his own, folks. So don't have to worry about that. But with that said, let me say that I'm the only one that picked the Steelers in this game. And that includes the Steelers preview show. Lance picked against them. Dave Schofield picked against them. Brian Anthony Davis picked against them. I was the only one that had the cojones to stand behind the flipping team and they paid off big time. We're going to, I'm going to give Chris Carter hashtag or hashtag Carter critiques on Twitter. I'm going to give him credit too, because he's a member of the family as well. We've done so many shows with Chris. He, he, he's uh, he's the guy. Uh, he picked the Steelers to win 17, 10. Ooh, that was close. I said 27, 20. I wasn't too far off either. A couple scores and I was, I'd have been right there. Um, so 
there you have it, folks. If, at this time, we'll uh, let's get to uh, some questions. I'll put that in the live chat here. Um, see if we have any questions for the show. And I hope they're not about clothing. I've never been so sick and tired <laughs> of hearing about, oh, my gosh, Freddie Kitchens wore a Pittsburgh started it shirt to see the Fred Rogers movie. Oh, my gosh. Not only did he wear it in public, but he wore it to the Fred Rogers movie. And Fred Rogers is from Pittsburgh. And, oh, my, oh, my gosh. And then the uh, <laughs> – Jarvis Landry showing up with a revenge sweatshirt and then free pouncy shirts in the pit. I'm literally getting ready to watch this game thinking, are we really talking about what these guys are wearing this in depth? This is insane. Yes, this we is are. Insane. It's a t-shirt. Who cares? I don't care. I really don't. I, 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 they could wear whatever they want that says whatever they want. Heck, the Pouncy Brothers wore free Aaron Hernandez hats after Aaron Hernandez was arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about apples and oranges in that regard, but still, I mean, my gosh, this is unbelievable. So, I, speaking of t-shirts, Jeff, I got a t-shirt idea when you talk to the t-shirt guy. Hashtag, obviously. Hey, that would be a good one. There you go. Um, let's see here. Here we go. Got some questions here. Uh, is Duck better than what we thought? That's from Wes. Hickok, longtime viewer of the show. What are your thoughts there? Duck is what we thought Duck was. Oh, nice. You're pulling out a little uh a little old school. Denny Green. They are who we thought they were. Nice catch, Jeff. So if you want to crown them, crown their ass. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh let's see here. Oh my gosh, someone just asked about Fred Rogers. I'm not answering that question. Um Here's a good question from Mark Tobin. If the defender does not turn around to play the ball in the air in face guards, is this not pass interference? It is not pass interference. There, but you, I thought that they had to try and play the football. No, no, no. no. Let me clear this up. You can face guard in the National Football League. You can face guard. Pass interference is when you make illegal contact with the receiver when the ball is in the air. If you face guard and do not make contact with the receiver, it is not pass interference. Pass interference, yeah. it's contact. Contact is the interference, not face guarding. Okay, Ryan O'Toole says, is this the norm for James Washington at this point? See, see, that's what happens, right? And, 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 and it's a good expectation, right? When you play this well and you've been playing this consistently, it's a good expectation for you, right? Being a star and being a really good player in the National Football League means you play like this consistently and you go out and make plays and you become the man for your football team. I would pump the brakes just a bit. He's still a young player who is finding himself and finding his rhythm in this second year. Ask me this question again next year, and I'll say yes. Next year, I expect James Washington to rip it up. But when Juju Smith-Schuster returns, it's going to pay huge dividends. Absolutely. Because you're not going to be able to double one or the other. And I'm not saying that James Washington is going to have the same impact of Mr. Third and Fifth, what he did, but it's going to be significant to, to the point where you're like, oh, wow, James Washington is seeing one-on-one -on -one coverage or Juju Smith-Schuster is – this offense, like I said, it's trending in the right direction based on health. They did not have any injuries today that have note for the postgame show. I'm telling you, this group could be pretty good, not only for the rest of this year, but even next year, if they can get some of their pieces together. Um, here's a question. 
Double HH says, how many net takeaways are the Steelers at now? Uh, they're on target for 40. Bet the streak of Steelers gifting the ball over continues. Unbelievable. They had, what, three takeaways today, Lance? They had the I interception think. by Hayden. They had the forced fumble, so two. Yeah, they had two. And last week they had one, right? Yeah, they had two. They had the yeah, they had the fumble recovery by Hayward, and they had the interception in the game. So they had, so they were, they were I'm trying they're to think a plus of, one today. Right, right, right. I'm thinking about total numbers. They were at 28 before week 12. I think they've had four since then, and so that would be four. That, I'm just trying to think if this is accurate or not. I want to give the right number. Do you have? Let it? me pull up my let me pull up my sheet, Jeff. Go ahead and uh, and talk to, to the a question, couple though. other couple other questions because they're ta they're taking them all away at a ridiculous clip. I mean, a ridiculous clip. Uh, Mark Tobin asked, I can answer this one quick. Is Nick's out for the year? Yes, he was put on injured reserve unless they designate him to return, in which case I'd have to look at when they put him on injured reserve. He has to be at X amount of weeks. So there you go. Uh, you got that number yet, Lance? I did. They have, they had an interception. They had a fumble last week. Uh, I actually don't have the number. I just oh, fumbled. Um, <laughs> I think, but let me let me give my best guess here. I think because they 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 didn't get an interception last week against no. uh, the Bengals, did they? But they did get the fumble recovery when Devin Bush caused the fumble. So they are actually, I believe, and somebody can check if I'm wrong. They're at 15 picks and 15 fumble recoveries. So I think as of right now, they might be a plus 16, is what I'm thinking. It's a heck of a lot better than where they were last year. I'll tell you that. Let's see here. Uh, Chris Lott says, thank you, Lance Hater, for your prediction this week. There, People are appreciative of you, Lance. Um, here we go. Who would you rather face in the playoffs if it were to start today, Texans or Chiefs? Texans. Texans have a bad offensive line. They can get after that offensive line. Uh, they cannot beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs, the, the Chiefs will put up enough points to where they they just can't beat the Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs have that shutout, have that uh shootout potential every time you play. The Chiefs are tough, um, so I would say Chiefs. No, I, I would say Texans. Absolutely, there's no guarantee the Texans even make the playoffs. Watch yes. out for the Tennessee Titans. Just saying, watch out for the Tennessee Titans. Texans. Going to be beat tonight by the Patriots. Yeah, and the Titans won. They beat the Colts yeah, today. Yeah. So don't be so sure that the Texans are in. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rod Young says, do you put Snell over Jalen Samuels until James Conner returns? No. I think Jalen Samuels should still start. I think he's more versatile. But I think if Conner comes back, I think Jalen Samuels will slot back into his role as the third down back. I think you put Snell as the number two back, and I think you split carries there. And in some obvious third down situations, I think you put Jalen Samuels in. But I would still start Samuels over Snell. Okay. Um, someone asked, and I'm trying to find it. Here we go. Donald Nolan says, who do you think will be the hardest opponent left on the schedule? Assuming the Ravens sit starters as a week 17. So let's talk about this lands next week at Arizona, come back for their uh, regular season finale at home and likely their last home game of the year against the Buffalo bills in week 15. Then they go to the New York jets in week 16 and then to oh, the it's obvious. This is obvious. It's, it's the, it's the bills. The Bills are a toughest game outside the Ravens left. The Bills are tough. Bills are a good football team. This Bills game are on, really this good. This next week's game um, scares me to death for some reason. I don't know why. 
I'm not saying that it's more. I'm not saying that it's it's scarier than the Bills game. I'm just saying that it's on the road. Uh, the the Cardinals are this weird team. Runs this strange offense that it's just different. It's just scares me. I don't know. And they are and they are getting killed today by the by by the Rams. Um, yeah, it's the Bills, man. The Bills are the Bills are a very good team. They don't give up big plays. Um, they're a little bit susceptible against the run. Um, they have a freak show at, at at quarterback that can make every 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 throw possible and imaginable. And, and they don't give up big plays, and they play good defense. I mean, the Bills are going to be very tough. Um, so you know, I think the Bills obviously are the toughest game remaining on their schedule. If the Ravens sit everyone out, okay. So the Steelers are seven and five. What does it take to get into the playoffs, record wise? Nine and seven, do it. Nine and seven. They got to get two okay. more wins. Because the Bills are at what nine and three right now, yeah, I think so. And 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 they're, yeah, they're gonna have to get nine and seven. Ten and six, I absolutely get you in. But nine and seven, I think, will get you in. I haven't looked at the Titans' schedule, but uh, you know, just keep winning, and it'll take care of itself. Well, let me bring it up quickly. I wrote this article today. I had everything up to date with the Steelers' playoff picture. I've got it right here. The Buffalo Bills remaining opponents that next week they go to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Then they go to Pitts. I'm sorry. They host the Ravens. My apologies. They host the Ravens next week. Then they go to Pittsburgh at new England and then finish up against the Jets in week 17. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, they could lose their next three games. And if they do, you're thinking that they're going to finish 10 and six, in which case if the Steelers somehow, some way win three of their last, I'm sorry, four of their last five, they finished 10 and six would have the head to head tiebreaker over the bills and would then have the five seed. That's the only way that they're going to be above them. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, just keep winning. You keep winning. You know, we don't have to have these conversations Win your football games, you know, if they win the next two weeks, they're in, if they win the next two weeks, they're in flat out. If they win the next two weeks, if they beat Arizona and Buffalo, they're getting in. But let me just reemphasize this because we just hit 500 people that are watching this live. First and foremost, thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Like this video, subscribe to the channel, set your notifications so you know when we go live. But my gosh, they, we are talking about the playoffs, Lance. We are talking about the Jim Mora playoffs. Yes, the playoffs after an 0 and 3, 1 and 4 start. This team has they've resurrected their season. Tremendous. I can't believe it. I literally can't believe it. And I'm the biggest homer that there is. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hashtag yeah. Homer. And, and see, that goes to, and, and see, that goes to, like, people criticize. This goes back to Tomlin. When we were talking about Tomlin for Coach of the Year. Listen to your excitement in your voice. Listen to how the Steelers started this season and where they were. And we're talking about playoffs. If they what, get to playoffs. the playoffs, he is the coach of the year, flat out. Man, that's freaking crazy. It's it's awesome. It's exciting. It's intriguing. It's awesome. And, and, and people minimize eight wins. 
and not having a losing season. People minimize it. Like not having a losing season is something easy to do in your coaching tenure that's like 13, 14 years in. Like that's easy to do. Getting wins in the National Football League might be the toughest thing in professional sports. This is hard to do, and they are positioned again to be in a position to not have a losing season. It just goes to show you how spoiled Steeler fans are, and it's not bad. It's it's not not bad. bad. It's we're a fickle fan base that expects perfection and it's not a bad thing, but at the same time, I think to me, at least this season has been a very, uh, it's brought me down to earth as a fan because you realize how good we have it. And it's, this was, this is not the Mike Tomlin. He's just going to go out there and he has good talent on the team. They're just going to walk all over everybody. No, no, not that way at all. It's been the total opposite. It's been the, Oh my gosh, he's had to scrape and claw and motivate these guys, and they've they've really resurrected their season. Like I said, Ryan O'Toole puts two dollars in the tip jar. He says, What do we do about Bud in the offseason? Do you use the tag or do you try to sign him? I think you try to sign him initially, and then you use the tag if you can. I mean, they are in total control of this situation, flat out. So he will be a stealer next year, whether it be just for one season or or or, or more seasons than that. But he will be a stealer for the 2021 season. The question that I would want to somehow find out from him and his agency, meaning his 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 agent and things of that nature, would be if we franchise tag him, what's his response going to be? Because you know, you look at the Texans with Jadavian Clowney this preseason; he sat out, he didn't show up. They end up trading him to Seattle. If you're going to franchise tag him, you want him to be there. You want him to play. You want him to perform. And so, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle a lot of decisions this offseason, including Hargrave, including players like Bud Dupree. And there are some other guys that are going to need their attention financially as well. So Let me, uh, let me give you another number. And this was a number, Jeff, that wasn't in the game book. Let me give you the number 46. The Steelers have 46 sacks with four games remaining. Dare I say the Steelers are going to, in the first time in their franchise history, have three consecutive seasons of 50-plus sacks. They might get like 60-something this year. Oof. It's it's incredible. It's incredible because although they do play the Bengals two times, uh, the Browns haven't been what they usually are for the Steelers. And that's where they're racking up eight sacks in a game and stuff like that. That's just not happening. So um, it's it's – the Steelers are in. Let's let's wrap up the show by saying this: the Steelers are in the driver's seat. They control their own destiny entering Week 14, and that's remarkable. So, Lance, anything final to say to the fans? Hopefully, you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you guys had an awesome holiday season. As the holidays start to kick off, you brought it in with a great Thanksgiving. Jeff's turkey looked awesome. My turkey was awesome. Um, hopefully, some of you guys had some duck. Yeah. Because the duck was best served on Sunday. Nothing left for me other than to say, man, this was a tremendous win from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And like you guys coined uh, the Steelers preview show earlier earlier this week, it was put up or shut up time. And they put up. And so, you know, competitive football. And again, this has been a compelling season to watch. And, uh, you know, we're always happier and it's always better when the Steelers continue to win, and they are doing it in every which way and fashion. And this has been an incredible season to watch. I got to bring this up. Getting bent with Bo said, Jeff's turkey wasn't made of tofu. No, it wasn't made of tofu. Tofurky. Hashtag tofurky. Nice, 
grilled turkey. Nice grilled turkey. You got. You had to check me out on Instagram. I had it all over my story. You could have gotten the recipe and all that stuff, but I digress. So with that said, remember, you all are going to be going back to work most likely on Monday. You're not going to want to work, so why don't you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. We'll be talking about this game a lot as well as check out Like all- it, like yes. it, like the video. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell to – Really get set up your notifications however you like, whether it's push button or email. And then always, always, always remember behind the steel curtain. Here's, here's a challenge. Here's a challenge. If, if you're listening to the show and you're in the live chat and you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Please subscribe. Get us over 5,000 right now today. Subscribe. Get us to 5,000 as Jeff did his best Baker Mayfield impression back there. He hit something and broke his thumb. My and dog. His <laughs> my <freaking laughs> dog's head. Pumped right in my desk. Yeah, D-A-W-G's. <laughs> hey, come on, Jeff, man. You're an animal lover. Do not lose all right. of our subscriptions by hitting your dog. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. All right, so the 2019 Steelers, that is hashtag take it, hashtag 2 a.m. They win again, 7-5. and five. We will see you next Sunday a little bit later as they play a 425 game out in the desert with the Arizona Cardinals. For Lance, I'm Jeff. Subscribe to the channel. Well, Lance, just send us out, why don't you? As always, tune in. Tell a friend and subscribe. Have a good one, everyone. We'll see you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.